Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. <laughs> nice, nice pause there. This is the well, time. I try to do it different every time. Sorry. Yeah. People no, <laughs> say sorry. This is the podcast. Oh, no, because yeah, I interrupted you. That's why I'm saying sorry. You did? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and who are you? Uh, it's the time ad. We're back with another exciting episode. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. And yeah. I, we're talking about a great person today that we'll come on to in just a moment. Uh, but I understand you rewatched Edison Force, and not for the sure first did. time. So tell, no, this tell is, the uh, audience about that. Well, what is Edison Force, you may ask? It's a 2005-2006 uh, action movie with this amazing cast. You got Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey, L.L. Cool J, Justin Timberlake, John Hurd, Piper Perabo, and Carrie Elway's looking a lot like Tucker Carlson. And <laughs> it's like an action thriller from the makers of Righteous Kill. So and, you know, is uh, that what – it was all the Righteous Kill talk, is that what – that's what Got made you. me think of it because I'm like, this is like a righteous kill. And also, Brian Genesee has Campos. Now, I was, I watched the movie very intently, like we all should do anyway, because it's Edison Force. I found Campos. He's just he's a helper for Kevin Spacey's investigative reporter, but it's very oh. brief. Brief am Campos. I, you know, am I remembering this correctly? That just to make absolutely sure, you Googled um brian genesee as campos i did yeah <laughs> it's like which might be one of the uh <laughs> not with the google company when they look through people's searches are likely to find for most people except you if they look at like the weekly search okay this this i know politics and then it's something like that it's like brian genesee as campos <laughs> let's flag this guy as a weirdo yeah let's just steal his ip address like, <laughs> all right, so but, I, get, but I get a bunch of Campos gear. Well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I say, they give me a bunch of ads for Campos gear. Right, like, exactly, <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of things for, like, uh, Bass Pro Shops and R&I. Yeah. Like, this guy loves camping. Yeah, or, uh, Camping World, you know, we see that commercial. Uh, but you, in the end, you know, you got to the bottom of Brian Genesee's Campos. I did. So, that was the main point of watching Edison Force anyway. And also, it's pretty good. You know, I was watching. It's like, this is entertaining. It's fun. People really should watch this. I know a Rye guy was interested. And uh, well, once you told him that cast, yeah. yeah John Hurt's really good in it because he's like, start, he's like, now he's like get, getting a little annoyed. He's like the chief of this evil police organization called FRAT. F dot R dot A dot T dot. I forget what it says, but it's like tactical or something. I don't know. And then um, <laughs> yeah. I should have written that down. That's the T. I don't know what the FRA stands for. But it's like, these are just like, okay, you killed all my team. Okay, I got your man. You got, it's like, you got to watch John Hurt's performance because it's like, it's really interesting. Well, as you may remember, I have seen Edison Force on your yes. recommendation. So I've seen the movie. I just, you know, my memory of it is not what it should be, maybe, but, you know, You've seen the movie multiple times. How many times yeah. have you seen Edison? This is now my third watch. So maybe another two watches coming up soon. But I need to get to at least five. And so not only have you seen Edison Force three times, most people yeah. have seen this movie zero times. <laughs> but you also got so into it, you Googled and Brian Genesee's Campo. So you're really yeah, living the whole Edison and Force experience. I just remember this and really enjoy. I remember being really excited this was coming out, if you remember, Brett, back in the old best video uh, 2006 days. It's like, oh my goodness, Edison Force is coming out. Ah, it's just, I, I'm, I'm assuming you remember that. I do vaguely remember your, yeah. you being very interested in, it's in like, the Force. I could, yeah, in the Force. <laughs> the E Force or E SWAT. Uh, 
Right. All right. So now you want to talk about another classic bit from uh, 2011. We saw uh, Conan, right? Well, yeah. It's. It, I'm glad they picked up on this. I think most people would have overlooked. Okay. So I believe this was originally on Entertainment Tonight, where there <laughs> yeah. was a very enthusiastic host talking about one of the Marvel movies. I think one of the Captain Americas, right? Yes. I think it was the first one. Captain America, the first Avenger. So with this very excitable tone, he pretty much yelled out, looks good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's so, it's such a corporate answer because they show like the whole trailer. And he's like, looks good. <laughs> like there's no chance he would ever say, looks mediocre or, you know, <laughs> look bad. Of course he's going to say it looks good. You know, you and, say it that way. That's the thing. Like, it looks good. <laughs> so we always thought that was funny and silly. We're still saying it today. I know it's over 10 years. I think... Uh, our friend Ian, you know, one of the bad boys, the best video. Yes, uh, who you may remember from a, a prior podcast, the Hangout yeah. podcast. Yeah, we, he's going to be back soon. Uh, I think I, I, I think it's Chris Evans, it's Captain America, but he calls Chris Pine, Chris Pinecone. It's like, it's like that's okay. what Ian calls him. That's not he what calls, Chris Evans calls him. No, no, no. Chris Ian, our friend, calls Chris Pine, Chris Pinecones. So it's like Collins so, with an S. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, yeah, Chris Pinecones. It's just like, oh yeah, it's pretty close to a pinecone. So, I mean, I do think, yeah, well, that's most of the that word. But you know, I, I think we've talked about the possible similarities or not similarities at all of Chris Pine, Chris Evans, and Chris Pratt. I personally right. don't know the difference between the three, but I'm not really keeping up with the Chris's, so I don't really know. <laughs> Is that going to be a, a reality show soon? Keeping up with the Chris's. Yeah, it's like, you know, the Kardashians have been on for over 15 years. They're still on? There's, well, I think it I think it got canceled on EA. I think it's now on Hulu. So they're still going. They're like oh, okay. 55, 60 years old now, the Kardashians. I think we kept up with them enough. It's yeah, like, I, I agree. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, the careers of the Chris's would have to really go down uh, for all that to happen. But if they did, hypothetically, yes, I think that could make a good reality show. But it might be confusing. Because how would people know who's who well i was telling this to matt our friend matt Borier, that uh who's gonna go straight the video first so it's like of the chris's yeah i said chris uh pine because he already went straight the video but we called the contractor kind of a boring military action movie i i should watch it but how do you know it's boring if you haven't seen it well i hear it's boring Oh. It's just like, I hear this should be action, but it really isn't. It's a lot of planning that, for action. Oh, planning. Yeah, planning. Yeah. It's like coordinates, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I know I used to make fun of coordinates, but I was thinking, you know what? That actually is kind of cool, a coordinate. Well, so it's like in real life it is. Yeah, in real life it is. Oh, but in Star Trek it's not. Okay. But well, on a movie. I mean, does it make for an interesting oh, viewing? Good you point. Know? No, it's not. It's not. Okay, so I guess I'm still right. So you want to make this absolutely clear. You're not disparaging coordinates just generally. Yeah. You know, we need coordinates. There's nothing yeah. against coordinates. It's yeah. just that when they're, in, when they're in a movie and someone's going, they're basically playing Battleship. They're saying yeah. A1 to B3. It's not the most compelling. Where's the emotion? Where's the drama? I mean, see, that's why there's Battleship the movie. What's there are coordinates, which I've seen Battleship. Um, Isn't it really long? It's about two and a half hours. Um, they just based on like a board game. And it has Liam Neeson and Rihanna. It does, yes. Oh, so are you interested? I mean, it has two of your favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> Do they interact? Yeah, a little bit. I'll be here briefly. Rihanna, but mostly. I'm oh, going to find you. 
I'm going to sink your battleship, Lenore. <laughs> I don't I don't know who you are. I don't play this board game. <laughs> Does he have a new movie out? Uh, what is it now? What What is he... Uh, is he in the snow? Is he on the hunt? Uh, <laughs> what form of transportation is Liam Neeson on this time? I will t- you're right, actually. He actually, he's in a car. He's just sitting in a car at all time. And it's called Retribution. And it's just like, um, he's just sitting in a car. It's like speed, but he's like, there's a bomber. There's a bomb in his uh-huh. car. Like, this is dangerously close to straight to video. I think Lionsgate barely released it anyway. Because I think it's in theaters. It like, is? I didn't know. I find it was. I saw the trailer a few months ago. Like I wasn't really following. Oh, oh. Well, yes. I'll, I'll eventually watch it. I saw a trailer for Expendables Four, uh-huh. um, and it did something really cool at the end of the uh, trailer or the TV spot. So it was like, yeah, Expendables Four definitely rated R. Oh, <laughs> okay. I like that yeah. they did that. That's funny. Yeah, I cracked up. It's like that's awesome. That's so awesome they did that. So every so assuring. They're reassuring us. They're reassuring yes. fans. Yeah, we're reassuring the fans. This is definitely rated R. It's like, yes! It's, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see. I think it's coming out this month, you know, in September. Well, gonna... and as I said, I, I think we both liked Expendables 3 more than we thought. So if this keeps going on this trajectory, this could be a real winner. Yeah, you got something here. I think it's just going to be dumb, goofy fun again. Let's have well, let's some hope. fun. I hope they don't stray from that formula, because that's really worked over the past three. I, I, I don't think it should. I mean, like, I mean, I think a lot of the Expendables are not in it. Um, I know Dolph Lundgren, but he's he. I think I saw the commercial. He's like he, he's looking a little old. I mean, it's like oh, I have glasses. I am. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it, it's okay, <laughs> and that's the whole point of the Expendables. You know, I mean, it's okay because the 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 tagline says they'll die when they're dead. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I guess they had to use the word "die" and "dead" as many times as they possibly can. That's great. Well, it should like, be like they'll die when they're dead. Dead. Or, you know, just sneak <laughs> yeah. it in one more time, like you know, excessive force two, force on force. I can't. Who's the who's the genius who thought of that title? I mean, like, I, I, they deserve a lot of kudos and accolades. I wonder if you ever got pushback for that. Like, it's like, it's like uh, Larry. You know, you can't. Larry Titleman. Yeah, Larry Titleman. You can't use force three times in the movie title, and he's like, "Oh yes, I can. I'll take yeah. this right to the top. I'll take this to the top press. I can." Like, I bet he really fought for it. I guess yeah, that's actually maybe a funny idea for um, a no subject, maybe Larry Titleman. So Larry Titleman is a guy who fixes all these wacky titles for these straight to videos and he has to fight for them. Of course, now, you know, he, he has to take what he can get. So he has to do all these, you know, modern BTVs, you know, like all the ones. With oh, like the boring ones, like reprisal and, you know, uh, extraction and yeah. other ones. Talk to Matt about this. I feel like maybe, you know, okay. he might have some thoughts on that. Sure, sure. And I was telling you, I had a wacky idea for next No Subject. Well, No Subject Part 9. How about No Subject Part 9 dressed or dressed to the nines? We can work with that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's hard to figure the subtitles, you know. A big uh, success on that, too. People like it still. Good. I'm, we're getting some good marks again. But we should uh, get to our subject. Yes, the great Robert Forrester. So yes. It's, oh, it's, such a great actor. I'm so I, R.I.P. I know. I know, I know, but, but let's be grateful for what we have, and, you know, he's likable, you know, he's sort of an everyman, you can relate to him, and you enjoy watching him on screen, I mean, he's really a, a tremendous a, actor that's able to convey emotion easily, and... Yes, that's a great point, it's like, 
he's likable. You immediately care about what he's saying. Yeah. He's, he's always watchable. He's yeah. got a great voice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, briefly with the background, I won't bore anyone with background. I'll do this so okay. I'll, as fast as I can. Okay. But I mean, he was born in Rochester, New York. Um, he worked as an elephant trainer and <laughs> a baking supply company executive. Um, he uh, first became, uh, let's see, was uh, uh, interested in acting while, while attending Rochester's Madison High School, where he performed as a song and dance man in musical reviews, which is what they had back then. They had song and dance man, you know. Well, yeah, he had uh, to do, you know, the, the soft step or the shoe step. <laughs> right, right. Soft so, shoe. <laughs> so, after graduating in 1959, Forrester attended Heidelberg College, Alfred University, and the University of Rochester on a football scholarship and uh, continued to perform in student theatrical reviews. After earning a BA in psychology from Ro- Rochester in 1963, uh, Forrester took an apprenticeship at an East Rochester theater where he performed in such plays as West Side Story. He moved to New York City in 1965. Um, but then work was hard to find. He returned to Rochester, where he worked as a substitute teacher, as I did. That's so right. I had that in common with, uh, with Robert Forrester. <laughs> and a construction worker until an agent from 20th Century Fox offered him a five-picture deal. And the That's rest, amazing. as they say, is history. So what we'll do, just like with uh, In the Hopper, and I also have maybe Jeff Wincott. Mm-hmm. Wincott or Luthcott. <laughs> One of our best titles. <laughs> I just so remember sense. thinking that ridiculous title. I was walking home. It's like, Wincott or Luzcott? <laughs> and you probably were very surprised when he pitched that to me, and I said yes. He said yeah. I was like, okay, I said, I think I said, I know it sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> like, wait a minute, actually, let's do it. You yeah, know, so let's go for it. There it is. And then we have a bunch of crazy titles ever since. So uh, we're gonna. So what's the first poster you got? We're gonna jump around. We're, we're, you know, we're not gonna probably talk about the obvious titles too much. No, this not podcast is all Brown about. Or, yeah, no, no. I mean, we yeah, everyone loves Jackie Brown as they, as well. They should. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's, fantastic. Probably it's probably he's great. And it's probably Tarantino's best overall movie. Um, I mean, but obviously that's debatable. It's been, but, it's been talked to death. You know, it, it has, movie. We all love yeah, it. But yeah. we're talking about other stuff today. But the whole point of this podcast is to t- try to talk about maybe some of the lesser appreciated ones with with some classics. Yeah, with some classics. But if you're expecting all the obvious ones, no, we're not. We're, we're gonna skip. Them. No, exactly. exactly. So I'm going to just start with stuff we have on the site. So I'm starting with the Delta Force. Okay. So he plays Abdul Rafari. So he plays- <laughs> <laughs> Again, range, range, range. You know, yeah. he, he, he's not just some dude from Rochester. He can play Abdul Jafari. No problem. So <laughs> there was, I think he said something about being in those uh, weird movies, you know. I have to find the quote. Uh, not prepared with the quote. <laughs> I was about to, and then I was uh, doing two things at once. So I think I might. Well, I mean, it, like, again, Delta okay. Force is. Oh, sorry, you have it. I do actually have it, yeah. But okay. yeah, go ahead. I said, well, I mean, we said, oh, we're not going to talk about the obvious ones. Oh, Delta Force. I think I do think people know Delta Force. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's canon craziness, and it's not, you know, Hollywood necessarily. Yeah, I'm just saying that he just played a, you know, Muslim terrorist. I'm <laughs> so he said, he literally said, he said, the first time I ever played a bad guy was in Delta Force. I didn't want to do it. I got stuck in bad guy roles for 13 years, but I was broke. So <laughs> I need money. I need to do anything. So you're going to go to Israel and play this bad guy, which I did. <laughs> and then uh, Jackie Brown helped him get out of the bad guy roles. But he made a lot of wacky stuff in between that. He's, right, he didn't I, always he, do strict bad guys. I, no, he did. He didn't. But I think that was like a big hit for Canon. Which 
and we all know about the Delta Force. Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin with their uh, bazookas in the cover. <laughs> yes, and, yes. And it has the great uh, theme. Do 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 it's that rousing we don't have any like rousing movies anymore or music yeah yeah they don't have you know yeah where the audience cheer let's cheer again well they had that in the 80s oh i guess we could cheer in the 80s but not today (laughs) like you think someone like trump would play that as rallies oh that theme yeah i guess yeah (laughs) You're just blasting <laughs> through the PA system like before he comes on stage. You can get Chuck Norris. Like, I tell you, I have Chuck Norris. He, <laughs> I love the Delta Thirst. Great movie. No, I like the Delta Thirst too, the Columbia Connections. Great, hey. great movie. Billy Drago. Great bad guy. Well, well, that's someone who never got out of his bad guy days. Yeah, I know. I, I think he might have passed away too. All of our favorites are passing away. I know it sounds so sad to say, but well, it's unfortunately true. I mean, it did come into sharp relief with the death of Treat Williams. Oh, man, that hurt. But I'm so happy we got to do that pod. Uh, What a treat, you know. Uh, So we're going to go to our next uh, movie on the site, which is a movie you haven't seen. It's called The Method. It's from 1996. He doesn't really do much in this one. He he plays uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's dad. And Sean Patrick Flannery is like a teenage bank robber. Um. I don't, I don't think you've seen this, right? No, no, I have not seen this movie. So, like, Sean Patrick Flannery wants to be a bank robber, but he's just, like, kind of a teenager. He, he's, like, he, like, imagines being in a bank robbery, too. It's an odd movie. And what's it um, called again? The Method. The Method. Okay, and this is a DTV movie from 1996? Yeah. yeah, it also has uh, Natasha Gregson-Wagner and Tyron Turner from uh, um, Medicine Society. So, oh, okay, interesting. I think... Yeah, I, I said it was a, it was kind of pointless and and tedious, unfortunately. Oh. Except for four. Oh, well, that doesn't sound good. I well, wait. This needs to be rewritten. <laughs> well, so that's before I came on board. So yeah, I gotta re, I gotta look at this one because I said it was I said it was tedious, but I said also it was a good movie. So let me think here. <laughs> all right. Maybe because well, I, I blinded by Forster. That's all. Yeah, probably. I appreciate yeah. that you're trying to be nice and put a positive spin, but maybe yeah. you could clarify that. I'll clarify. Like maybe I can help. Sure, sure. So now I'm going to go to some other two. I'm going to go to two similar ones back to back if you're ready for this. I'm ready. Right, we're going to do Diplomatic Immunity next, 1991. So in this movie, where he plays government agent Stonebridge. Oh, it's like Conrad Stonebags. <laughs> Stonebags! Speaking of the expendables. Stonebags? I am the head. <laughs> You got right, you gotta give up to Stallone for that. I'm yeah, sorry, I just, I, that's such a great like Stallone line. Well, so he didn't really do much for in this movie, but the people haven't known what the movie's about. Bruce Boxleitner plays Cole Hickel. <laughs> Cole <laughs> Hickel, yeah. He's, yeah. He's also Cole Trickle. Yeah, Cole so. Trickle played by uh, Thomas Maypother Cruz in Days of Thunder. So. so don't you know not someone you know don't get confused by that you know not to be confused with. Cole Trickle, this is Cole yeah. Hickle, right? I know, it's right there. I wonder if there's some, that can't be a coincidence. Well, Dimmel came out in 1991, right? So, and Days of Thunder says it came out at, what, 1989? Or let me see. So it's Maybe like, the writer just loved that name, but didn't. 1990. Yeah. So right before, right before, yeah. you know, everyone, was, everyone was in the midst of Cole Trickle mania. So 
<laughs> did you have it? Do you have cold trickle fever? I didn't, but did it trickle I, down. I think, uh, <laughs> uh, cold trickle down economics. Yeah, I think we all have it. <laughs> I don't really understood that. I think that's just something you say on the news. I know it's. I don't want to get too political, but it's just, it's just something. It's just a stupid saying. I'm sorry. I, I know. I I do kind of like cold trickle down economics. That that yeah. I think that works for me. Uh, yeah, but, that, uh, that's what it should be called from now on. You know. What days of thunder? Yeah. No. No. Just saying a trickle down economic. You say cold trickle down economics. Because I can imagine in like Variety at the time, like they're talking about the box office receipts <laughs> of Days of Thunder and yeah. like the headline of that article is called Cold Trickle Down Economics. Um, okay. Well, I'll have to go back I, to the diplomatic immunity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Cole Hickel uh-huh. is a Vietnam vet and career Marine. He has a daughter named Ellen who gets mixed up with a murdering psychopath who obsessed with macabre art and his name is naturally named Klaus played by uh Hmm, doesn't have his name in here. <laughs> well, that needs to be fixed too. But um, we don't know who played Klaus. Oh, that's that. that Bre- we Bresnahan. Someone named Bresnahan. Oh. So, so we'll have to fix that one too. But um, and then Stonebridge helps out Cole Trickle, and then uh, he goes to Hickle. Paraguay, and oh, then Cohigal. Yeah, sorry. And also Matthias Hughes plays Klaus's bodyguard named Gephardt. Okay, so he joins the fray. He joins the fray. Remember Gephardt? Uh, no, I don't remember anything about this movie, so uh, it's kind of gone. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not very memorable. Well, see, that's what we said. You know, we said that this is the best Peter Peter Maris movie to date. It's still pretty mediocre, though. I mean, I probably didn't remember anything about this movie like a couple days after watching it. So to ask it's me gone. years later about diplomatic immunity, that is a tall order. We posted this over ten years ago. You probably yeah, watched no, it twenty twelve. It, it, so. It's gone. I mean, it's gone. Would you want to rewatch it? I'm not against rewatching it, but I've got other stuff to watch. I, I, unlike you, I don't have Forest. I don't know if I can go back and rewatch Diplomatic. Computer. I can't. I also don't have a copy either. Because I think we watched this on YouTube or old Netflix I mean, streaming. Would, it wouldn't surprise me if it was on Tubi or Freebie or one of those free ones. But, um, but anyway, it's not very memorable. I mean, I'm yeah. sure Forrester did his absolute best. It's just whatever. This is what it's like. Well, I'm working. You know, it's kind of my Morgan movies. It goes right next to our next movie, which is Counterforce, where he just plays the dictator. <laughs> right, another one of his generic bad guy roles. Yeah. And but see, actually, and, oh, go ahead. A go lot ahead. of Forster's career is, I'm a working actor. You know, you think, oh, I'm just working. I, I mean, that's what almost his whole career was. You know, that he was a working actor. I mean, not so much a celebrity, let's say, but let's say, like a working actor who got to hone his craft over the decades. Over the years. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was Forrester because you have an amazing craft. He knows he knows how to act. He knows how to yeah. like do any role. It's really amazing. That's why he's one of my personal favorites. Like, yes, I would favorites. agree. I'd rank him very highly with maybe top five. five. Maybe um, one, one definitely top five actor for me is Robert Forster. Um, so if you remember him as the dictator. He's barely really in the movie because they cut to him from far away on these TV news screens. They, uh, but it's uh, really about the counterforce, you know. And like who, who, I was going to say, who's the counterforce? We have Colby, George Kennedy, Nash, played by Andrew Stevens, uh, Ballard, played by Isaac Hayes, and Jorge Rivera as Harris, and Bernhardt, Kevin Bernhardt, as Seller so, yeah. Lived. Who call, so who everyone calls Flyboy because he likes planes. The, the A team was very big. <laughs> yeah, are you reading it now? Even that's what he says in the next uh, uh, paragraph here. 
and a lot of these movies that we've seen that take place around the time of the the heat of the A-team features an A-team like assemblage of people. Yep. And I think this is one of them. Well, after he said, it has, it's very heavily inspired by this show. It's not Mama's family. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's to its own detriment. But um, when uh, I so I watch, um, you know, Pluto. Do you have Pluto on your uh, Roku device? I believe I do, but I never watch it. They show these like newer Hollywood Square episodes from like 2003, uh-huh. and it's like it's the Women of Hollywood Week. Pamela Anderson. Uh, Charo, Mama from Mama's Family. <laughs> so it's Vicky Lawrence, though, right? Vicky Lawrence, yeah, but she's playing Mama from Mama's Family. That's insane. That's just insane. It's like, what the? So the other ones aren't playing characters, but Vicky Lawrence is. Yes, and also I think Paris Hilton. Oh, blondes have more fun week. That's what it was called. And Mama is a blonde. Well, I don't know. She was just there. Oh, it's like okay. Makes even less sense, but uh, I don't even. Get it was 2003. It. it was a crazy time. And like, and and also there's another episode I just watched. It was like in the center square, Alec Baldwin. It's like you got Alec Baldwin to be in this crud. <laughs> and just like, well, like it's, this is 2003. It's like, and, and Bergeron says, oh, and someone says Alec Baldwin for the win. And it's like Alec Baldwin, Cat and Hat coming out in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> they ask him some dumb questions, like yes or no answer. <laughs> like. It's all you watch Hollywood Squares, right? I've seen Hollywood Squares, yes. It's gonna be tough to beat the John Davidson years for me, but <laughs> I guess what was what was his name again? John Davidson, they were like the one that he was a host. I mean, he was the original host. He was the host in like the eighties. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking of the um, great. I forgot his name. The Center Square. The uh, let's say effeminate man. Oh, Charles Nelson Riley. Or the other one. <laughs> um. Oh. oh, 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 Paul Lynn. Thank you, Paul Lynn. Yes, he's Paul Lynch again his own action, which I think we've said before. I believe we've gone down that road, yes. Yes, because Charles Nelson Riley was in Cannonball Run 2, and it was very annoying. It's just like, it's like, oh my goodness. I don't, I don't know if you could sit through that, Brett. I have never tried to, or the first Cannonball Run. They're just, they're dumb. You know, they're, they're obviously dumb, just to, like, it's like for drive-ins. You don't really have to really focus or think about it when you're watching at all. Right, so, right. And so now we're going to our next Forster on the site, which is Scanner Cop 2 from 1995, which is our 700th review. Yeah. Well, and that was a long time ago because we just hit the 1200 mark. I thought, you did, I thought it was 1400. Oh, is it 1400? Wow. So I can check if you want. Um, there was only a couple uh, you know, episodes ago. I mean, not episodes, articles, or what do, what do we call them? Posts? Review, oh. Posts or reviews. reviews. <laughs> this is come up with reviews. The right, it's come up with reviews. Well, I know it's a review. I, just... I get that. You know, it's funny. On IMDb says, Do you, need, you can't put review in for the reviews. Yeah, it's like, it's, that would be too okay. helpful for people. I just oh. check anyway, man. It's like, it's like <laughs> people who do these reviews understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm... New York Ninja was our 1400th review. Scanner Cop 2 is our 700. That's wow, so, so it was 700 uh, reviews ago from yeah. New York Ninja. <laughs> yeah. 700 uh, reviews ago, Doc, Detective Sam Stazak is not simply a cop on the edge. He's a scanner cop on the edge. But, yes, uh, I mean, I like the scanner series for the most part. I, you know, I'm a fan, so I mean, I might be biased in this, but I no, remember, I, I, I like I've seen all of them. 
because it's a cool idea because you still have scanners, which I still think has a very flawed ending, the original scanner movie. But Scanner Cop 2 is kind of, or all Scanner Cop movies are, because you've got Scanner and Scanner Cop. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's a cool idea. It's executed well. It definitely reminds, reminds me of the video store years. Yes. And the cable years. Like movies like this were always on, you know, a cable and in video stores. So it has that real 90s feel to it that I think we all love. Um, so in this movie, though, Robert Forster plays Sam Stasiak's uh, the captain, Captain Jack Bitters. <laughs> I hear he has a bitter attitude to life. <laughs> this little one. <laughs> uh, Marion Mary does too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a solid sequel for a Scarecom movie. Oh, yes. That, that's my, yeah. And I, I actually, I've seen it not all that long ago because Vinegar oh. Syndrome. Well, Vinegar Syndrome released it. And I bought it. Oh, so you've now seen it twice, or maybe, or maybe three times. Now. Maybe, yeah, at least twice. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I, I found the screener at Time Tunnel. Wow, that's good. So it's one of those uh, gate folds flaps, and you can see here, here, fifteen fifty nine ninety five. The front flap opens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it opens, and it says all the cool, you know, POP uh, yeah. <laughs> rate of return window. Yeah. All that yeah. Stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's a good find at that time tunnel back then. Yeah, it was good. It's a good movie, Scanner Cop Two, or uh, Scanner Cop, or Scanners the Showdown. Right, that's where it came called, up. Yeah, it's also known as Scanner Showdown. So that goes to the next movie that he plays a captain, which is American Yakuza. Uh, so he, he's not playing bad guys. No, he's playing police. He did a lot of police roles. Yeah, he did a lot of police work. I think he also was a detective in the movie called 29th Street, that Christmas movie with right, uh, Daniel yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, I saw it like when it came out, so I don't remember much. So, he, he plays a captain once again. So it's almost the exact same role, Scanner Cop 2, as we said. So, it's like they planted him from Scanner Cop 2 to American Yankees yeah, the same character. But I don't think he plays Jack Bitters. Oh. You know, so. So. Well, you play like Jack Fluffy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's the opposite of Jack thing. Fluffy? I don't know if you're, you're upbeat, you're fluffy. I don't know. This <laughs> that's that's a fat commit. That's a fat comedian, right? Fluffy guy. See, uh, here's the problem. Now I can't lit- even use the word fluffy without that coming up. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That, like, is, that's tainted the word fluffy. I know, because that's what he says he is. It's like the uh, John Panette guy. He can't go to a, like a you know, uh, was it buffet? Right? It's like he's the is buffet he guy. He died. Yeah. yeah, he plays Lipman. And I reckon Lip- he's so there's Bitterman or B- Bitters and then Lipman. <laughs> okay, well, you know, gotta be called something. And I just recently watched The Forster yesterday, Point of Seduction, Body Chemistry 3, where he plays Bob Sibley. So he's like a producer who helps out Andrew Stevens make these like silly TV movies with Morgan Fairchild. You watched that one. I have seen it, yes. I, I try to see every 90s erotic thriller that I possibly can. I enjoyed it because I just watched it literally yesterday, so it was a good one. And you and, watched? Oh, go ahead, please. Well, I was gonna. He, it's not his only appearance in an ET. The Rock yeah, you want to get the hindsight? I want to go. Get well, that we'll get, later. If we're getting, if we're gonna eventually get to it, we can. We'll get to it. Yeah. We don't have to talk but, about it now. But I did interrupt you. So what were you gonna say? I was gonna say you also watched the movie Cover Story uh, with Robert Forster. It's right next to Point of Seduction on IMDb. So remember, uh, he, play, he plays a therapist. It's a weird cover. There's like a kind of a ghost face kind of guy like a, a white painted face 
You I know Nick I've seen like, that, but my memory yeah. is just. You said it was weird. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's a guy in the front cover who kind of almost looks like Frank Zagarino. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. That is kind of a weird, interesting, low budget movie that, that's worth seeing, I think. But yeah, American Yak is a highly underrated action movie. We haven't talked about this, but I think we must have for All American. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was our second episode. But the, you got to love the tagline for American Yakuza, which is Land of the Rising Gun. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. So we're going to go to our next one, which is Night Vision from 1997, directed by Fred Williamson. Oh, no, no, it's directed by Gil Bettman. It stars Fred Williamson, and it has Rock Rock and Robert Forster and Frank Pesh. Right. And Bushwick Bill. Of course. <laughs> what a team up. Robert Forrester and Bushwick Bill finally together. I I know we've been waiting for that like all our lives. That's like something we'd come up with on no subject. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about director video movies. Like you get these crazy casts and you you don't know what you're gonna get. I would love to just be on set for that. It's like so Robert Forrester is there and then here comes Bushwick Bill. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think he might have passed away if I'm not mistaken. Oh man, but oh, um. Yeah, so it'd be funny if they like met for the first time and Robert Forster's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Ghetto Boys. <laughs> I um, think you must have said that because he's also an original gangster, which I'll get to shortly. Um, and this, this is a time when you know Fred Williamson was kind of cranking him out, and he, this is kind of like the the golden time for these Fred Williamson. DJs. Yes, yeah, he plays Dakota Smith. You know, yes, you want so, to sing? Oh, Dakota Smith. Yep, oh, twelve steps away. <laughs> I think that's a different song, but yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, what was the other one? Well, I think one is just Dakota Smith and one oh. thing. And I think your 12 Steps Away, I think, is another song because that's more of a like a soft ballad, whereas Dakota oh. Smith is more of like an R&B jam. Oh, okay. I think, so, I think I'm right about that. Robert Forster plays Fred Williamson's partner named Teak Taylor. <laughs> T-E-A-K. Teak, like, like the furniture or like the yeah. wood. Yeah. But Forster believes in Fred Williamson, and he has to go after the uh, video stalker. Oh. His name is Serial Killer, if you remember. I do remember that because I don't think they capitalized upon it that much, if I remember right. Like, it should have been more like a die-watching type thing. Yeah, I know, I know. That was a good movie. It was, it was Atkins, right? Yeah, Christopher Atkins, one of his absolute best. I was, I mean, we said this before, I think, on the pod, that how good that movie is. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. It, you know, but, you know... <laughs> I think most people would agree. Right. I don't we'll mind talking about Christopher Atkins another day. Hey, that could be an idea, though. Christopher Atkins uh, podcast? Is there enough we'll material? I don't know. Well, we already used the title. You know, the Atkins Diet. Yeah. You know, we already used that one, so we can't that's do it again. <laughs> so that's it. No Christopher Atkins. We can't do it now. Maybe can't we can it. We could team up with something else, maybe. Okay. I think they're like one of these blonde kind of semi-meatheads. Um, oh, I know. Um, Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder, no, I was thinking of uh, White Ghost, uh, William Cat. Oh, Cat. Billy yeah. Cat, yeah, we can, uh, there might be something there. We'll okay, start. I'll write it down. So, also, yeah, Rock Rock plays uh, Kristen O'Connor, another uh, cop on the edge with uh, Fred Williamson. But if I, I remember correctly, she doesn't do any martial arts. Uh, I think we have to minimal. wait. Very, very minimal. We said, well, it's directed by Gil Bettman, as I said, and he directed Never Too Young to Die. Right, right. Stargrove, great movie. Yeah. Stargrove, find to the danger zone. Stargrove. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, was that song we heard? Two. It was, it was uh, cut you off. 
interesting that it's a wackadoo movie that people can watch. You think that would have like a better cult status? Kind of I know, thing. I know. It's like it almost does, but then it doesn't. It's like. Uh, well, we can say that. Have I seen what? I'm sorry, say it again. I, what we can ask me before? Oh, um, now I don't remember because it's like it's back to my star group. Oh. Okay. So, so I'll go to our next movie, um, which is uh, Peacemaker from 1990. So. You must uh, remember this one. Robert Forster is the main character, and he plays. Uh, oh, he plays an alien named Yates. So he, so he plays an alien. That's amazing. So he's just like Elf. Uh, yeah. Because a mysterious alien lands on Earth. It's seemingly unstoppable by the cops because of the planet he comes from, like Melmac. So like, yeah, and he eats cats, too. <laughs> so also, uh, Robert Davi plays a cop on you know, on the edge trying to find out who is this Yates character. So he's like the bitter man. Of- yeah, he's like a bitter man. And so, and he plays um, Lance Edwards is uh, <laughs> plays a character named Townsend. He's another uh, he's another weird character in this movie. It's a weird movie. So, um, also, who's in this? Oh, it's Hillary Shepard. Okay. I think that's a name that was in DTV. I keep thinking of Karen Shepard, but... No, I think Hillary Shepard is someone else. No, Robert Downey plays Sergeant Ramos. He's trying to figure out what's going on with all these aliens, this huge mess, and what's going on in the city. Wait, wait, he's Ramos? Then who's Yates? Yates pl- is Robert Forster. Then who's Ramos? Bob Davi is... Oh, Bob Davi, okay. Yeah, oh, Bob Davi right. is his sergeant on the case. Oh, right, right, and, and that's Ramos. Yeah, and Yates is Robert Forster, and then there's a guy named Townsend who figured well who is this yates guy you know i know i'm making it sound like a weird plot but it, which is it is a weird plot okay <laughs> it's, so it's like an easy. intergalactic police officers uh, say it again oh no well he said well never mind is that it was weird and so i'm making it sound weird because it is weird so i say well that's oh, yeah. what you to do <laughs> but so it's kind of kind of sounds like uh, i come in peace that's what we said so it's like i come in peace the hidden the borrower from 1991 and critters hmm. But we said actually have more of a cult following. What, uh, the borrower? Well, well, yes, but also uh, the peacemaker. Yeah, peacemaker. Yeah, so peacemaker, we liked it. You know, had some really amazing like fire stunts. Um, and a guy who made a uh, white ghost, B.J. Davis. So you got cool stunts. You we basically care about these aliens and what's going on. It's all very similar to endangered species. So. And that's uh, from Eric Roberts and uh, Arnold Boslu? Well, yeah, but that's the wacky movie that came along a lot later with the fast walker. Yeah, but that's also, it has a similar tone. And then Robert Ford said he looks really cool with his bomber jacket and super gun. <laughs> right, he has a super gun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a giant gun, that's what he said. Well, uh, anything with a super gun can't be all bad. But I, <laughs> but I do think we like this movie a lot. I mean, we did, we gave it. A strong yeah. three, I think, because once you get into the spirit of it, you enjoy it. It is. People should know more about it. I I recommend it. I mean, I, I think it has that again. It has that video store feel. It does, doesn't it? So we'll go to our next one, which is a week movie, uh, Lone Hero from 2002, which we just posted a couple months ago. With LDP. Um, LDP and SPF. So I've had to explain. Do people say that? I don't know. I just thought of that. So, so as SPF, which is also yeah. uh, like for your sunscreen. 
it's, it's a great sunscreen and a great actor. So, <laughs> so was he the guy who was dreaming of bank robberies before? He he was he was dreaming of bank robberies. So he's <laughs> from the yes. method. Is this his second appearance with Forrester that we know of? And it's about robberies. So, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery uh, uh, plays John. Robert Forrester plays Gus, and Mark Metcalf plays uh, Harris. And they're actors at a Wild West show for the viewing public. But then people love them, and then unfortunately, there's a gang of biker baddies led by Bart LDP, and they invade the town and, and then create all sorts of havoc. So John takes it upon himself to transcend, to transcend him, transcend his role as a lawman to a lone hero. So, right, because the box art makes it seem like LDP is the lone hero. No, but he's it, not. He's not. This is a, it's a good idea, but it we didn't like it that much because you don't really care. As a shot in Canada, it's low budget. You don't, it's not written well, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's no, you know, there's no depth to it. It's, no, and the ending was very, very weak. Very nowhere to run. Oh yeah, that's so, probably possibly it was kind the of worst dull. way. Worst way to end the movie. Yeah, it was kind of dull. It's kind of. It should have been better. The concept. I mean, we've seen similar things like that where yeah, you know, like the, the, the actors have to. Stranger, you know. And, oh yeah, the stranger. You know where like the actors have to come together to fight like um. Uh, the oh, the annihilators. Conspiracy? Uh, yeah, Contra well, Conspiracy. <laughs> That's a weird movie. Oh, you're talking about Invasion Force? Or that too. Where, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like that, but no, no, you know, unless you really like follow our website, I don't think anyone would even know what we're talking about with those. Yeah, movies. I know. Well, is, these are deep cuts, Contra they Conspiracy. <laughs> That's a very deep cut. Yeah. So yeah, he, Robert Forster made Jackie Brown, and he kind of made this right after. So <laughs> interesting. Well, you yeah. working after. Like, all right, I'll be a lone hero. I like to get. You just got an Oscar nomination for Jackie Brown, but you're going to be a lone hero. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy business. So that's very interesting. Well, it's from the director of Scarred City, uh, Ken Sanzel. Scarred okay. City, way better movie. I don't believe I've ever seen Scarred City. Oh, we did. Scarred City, 1990. Oh, we watched. Oh, we Scarred City. Okay. Yeah, yes, we did. Yes. Uh, that's just commentary. It does, and Chuck Zito. Right. Right. Okay. Yes, I remember that now. Yes. So. That's a good one. And Stephen Baldwin, like corrupt cops. It, that's actually a really good movie. It's better than Lone Hero for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So we <laughs> we were hoping that Mark Ma- Mark Metcalf would get into Philip's face and say, "What do you want to do with your life?" Yeah, wow. Yeah. And we'd give the movie five stars, but we're only on a four star rating system. Yeah. Well, that would have been amazing. I know people, you know, people call that, let's say, fan service, but how we just do it. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes it might work, sometimes it might not, but yeah, I think we're just kidding. Oh, and I just remember what I was going to ask you before. What was the song we heard yesterday from uh, Dead 7? Um, I remember the melody. I don't remember the lyrics. Uh, cause, no, no lyrics? It was oh, whistling. Okay. It was do-do-do, it's like uh-huh. we're gonna well, Dead Seven. People know what we're talking about is a uh, horror western with <laughs> Joey Fatone, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, uh, well, oh, um, Howie Doreau, Howie Doreau, AJ McLean. It's like all the boy bands you can think of. People from O Town, Crazy Town, and Sing, Magic Actually Boys. They just fight zombies, but it has a great song 
at the end, very boy band, sung by the whole cast, really. Yeah, Nick Carter. Uh, oh, Nick Carter's the main character, yeah. And it's a so, story by Nick Carter. And produced by Nick Carter, so he probably went to sci-fi and said, I have an idea for a movie. It's like, what is it? I'll get all my boy band buddies to make a horror movie. <laughs> and they yeah. said, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And they're shooting because, zombies. It, it's and it has other people like Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, yeah. uh, the guy from Everclear. Yeah, who's uh, that again? Art Alexakis. Alexakis, how do you say that? Okay, yeah. I, was, I want to say Alexis so badly. And then, and then, and like you said, the guy from Crazy Town, um, a guy oh. who looks a lot like wasn't he, Madam Richmond, the man versus food guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, and some other like cameo people, Someone right? From American oh. Idol. Yes, yeah. so, oh, um... Don't ask me who that is. But. Frenchie Davis, right? Oh, Frenchie so, Davis, okay, there you go. So, and, yeah. yeah. it's Seth Shifty Shellshock Binzer, you know, from, oh. from Crazy Town. So. Okay, and uh, and uh, Carrie Keegan. Yes, so usually he's uh, like a comedic, but he's like serious as a... Uh, what was her name? Oh, and Chloe Latanzi. So, Which is yeah. OMJ's daughter. Yeah, OMJ, yeah, I was good. Why, I can never say her name. Olivia Newton, John, it's like... Did you ever see that movie with uh, her and Travolta, Two of a Kind? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm open to seeing it. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Because um, Travolta made all those weird movies. Two, two of a Kind, Moment by Moment, uh, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, he was on a run at that time. Oh, we got to go back to Forster. So okay. Lone Hero, don't check it out. Uh, let's see. So we're going to go to... Hmm. Well, I think we did talk about this briefly. Which is South Beach? Yes, uh, has Gary Busey. It's another Fred. Yeah. So the best part of the movie is the quote we have on top. This is, this is a Gary Busey line. I could breathe underwater. Turn up head. <laughs> yeah. I, he, <laughs> have, you seen this, have you seen this clip floating around online lately where someone's interviewing Gary Busey? And people say it's AI, but they say, he wants to talk about buttered sausage. No, I can't tell. I look it up. You can find it. It's really fast. You can find it on YouTube or something. I can't tell if it's AR, AI or not. Because we know Gary is kind of a goof. We'll just say that to be nice. And this, um, I mean, it sounds like something he may have said. That's kind of well, that's, well, that's the thing. It's but like, that's how they get you. Maybe it's, they're just trying to trick us. AI Busey. It's an interesting idea. I don't really trust AI. Um, I don't think AI, with all its capabilities, could ever come up with the word butthorn. No, they can't. <laughs> so we need people like Gary Busey to enrich our lives with things like that. So Cause, cause until they can do us, that, I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why these uh, strikes should just not work. Like, we have Gary Busey. We don't need to <laughs> just put him back to work. You know. Uh, and um, in South Beach, Robert Forster plays Detective Ted Coleman, just another detective for helping out Fred. So our last movie on the site is uh, Vigilante. Now I was oh, gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna end with that actually. So, I'll, well, we could end it with that, but we could talk about just some other random ones. And now we're gonna do some random. So we're gonna do some randoms that we've seen. Well, are we gonna talk about Vigilante at all? Or? Well, I'll do the last. Oh. Okay, and and then a and then a high note. Okay. So I mean, there's Alligator. You know that. Yeah. So let's one. talk about Alligator. Did you like Alligator? Yeah, of course. Love so, Alligator. I want to go even farther back because there was a movie called The City from 1977. It has Mark Hamill, and Mark Hamill's like an evil psycho. Did you watch this? Uh, I have. Seems like something I would have seen. I I can't remember. I, oh I can't no. Remember. But yeah, Alligator. You know that's uh, Larry Cohen. 
Yeah, I believe so. Oh, it's John Sales. Oh, John Sales. I think like her might have written. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting movie because it's like it's hard to explain. It's like well, people alligator. always were talked about. Oh, there's alligators in the sewers, and yeah, you know, there's like an urban legend, and they kind of made a movie about it. And there's a lot of good aspects. It's not just your normal stupid monster movie. No, it's, it's, be- more it's way better than you might think. It's like I'm not watch a movie called Alligator. Bleh. Yeah, it was Alligator Two: The Mutation, which I still haven't watched. Never seen. Did, you haven't seen that? Okay. No. And uh, Henry Silva plays uh, like kind of the colonel trying to blow up the alligator. Do you remember that character? Uh, vaguely. I mean, Colonel Brock. Yeah. It's been a while. That's a good, that's an underrated Forster. All right, so we're going to go to, oh, well, here's a classic right here, um, which is Walking the Edge. Oh, yeah. If, if you weren't going to mention Walking the Edge, I yeah. definitely was, because I think oh. that's one of his best movies, I think. Yeah, he's geez, so he's good. Like, yeah. He's so unbelievable. And he's with my, one of my other favorite actors, Joe Spinell. So you must have loved it when you watched it. I did. Like, I do love it. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Walking the Edge. It's on Blu-ray you have? or Yes, yes. Interesting. And people don't know about Walking the Edge. Uh, Robert Forster plays Jason Walk. <laughs> oh, I just got that. <laughs> He's finally walking the edge. Huh. And he was a former baseball player, I think. You remember that from his character? I believe so, yes. Wow. So, yeah, he's a Los Angeles taxi driver. Picks up a woman in his cab, not knowing that she's on a revenge mission. Right, right. So, and then, you know, it's actually it's a really good movie. I still have the tape and wait. I forgot. You said you have Blu-ray or no? I do, yes. Is it have features or just kind of movie it itself? Features. No, it has features. Okay. Um, I gotta rewatch that because I have the widescreen tape from uh, oh, Anchor that's Bay. Great. Yeah, Anchor Bay. Yeah, that was the best thing available until the Blu-ray. And let's talk about his directorial movie debut, Hollywood Harry. Did you watch this one? No, never seen Hollywood Harry. Okay, so he it's like a comedy. It's like a family comedy. He plays like a hapless detective named Harry. Harold Hollywood Harry. <laughs> and a Harold Harry Petrie. And Joe Spinell is also in it. Oh, see, so now I, I, I should watch it. Just, it's, you know, you know it's kind of a movie you watch in the morning. Um, it's hard. It's just like, it's kind of like a goofy, kind of like the like, um, silly detective story. Private Eye. He wants to be Philip Marlowe, but he's not, you know. Right, right, okay. So, it's inter- yeah, it's an interesting movie. Um, and very underrated. Um, but no one talks about it. He's like, <laughs> his lines is, "I'm in trouble, big trouble." <laughs> well, and and but maybe we should go back to hindsight. Oh yeah, open oh, hindsight right now, sure. I mean, it's an erotic thriller. His role is small, but it's always good to right, see. He him. plays Michael Donahue. He plays like one of his, he's like a, like kind of a sleazy businessman. Yes, yep. Yeah. That's, that's what I remember. And then Cindy Pass. Right, Cindy Pass plays Cassandra Bennett, and what happens with her, that she's a promising young actress who begins an affair of a glamorous model. But the model is Ken Stedman, or maybe I'm fixing, switching that around with the characters. But no, Ken Stedman, right? who also has passed away, is, wow. he's the, the good-looking, uh, you know, hunky He's like a himbo, yeah. But then there's some interesting parts of that movie where he said, like, like he comes home late. It's like, you know these Corman movies? They they want you to work all hours. And (laughs) there's all these, like, references to, like, the movie making in the movie. And also Kathy Shower uh, co-stars. 
You watched that one. What's it going to be the title? LA Goddess. LA Goddess, yeah. yeah. I have. And Ben Rumai's too. Yes. She's with Wings once again. Yeah, and uh, Linda Blair. A little light on the Linda Blair, but. And let's go. I think hindsight, if people can get a good cheap copy of that, people should buy that. It's only on tape. So. It's a tog, a tape only gem. <laughs> I love a good tog. Now we're going to go to some other ones. If I can get them. Here's a movie, I don't know if you've seen this one, which is uh, Finder's Fee. I don't usually talk mm-hmm. about this one. No, I so, don't think so. It's directed by Jeff Probst. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's about these four dudes, uh, Eric Paladino, Ryan Reynolds, Dash Mihawk, and Matthew Lillard. And they find like a winning lottery ticket, but there's something sinister about it, kind of. And then James Little Jones is hanging around, and Robert Forster plays uh, just a police officer, kind of like figuring out what's going on. It's pretty light on the Forster, but that's why I watched it. It's like, ooh, Robert Forster? I don't care about Eric Paladino or Jeff Probst. It's like... <laughs> You'd think they'd be on an island somewhere. Well, maybe he took a break from shooting Survivor, but it's like... He said that, like, oh, I'm on break, I'm making a movie. It's like... What is Jeff Probst up to today? He's kind of like the Tom Bergeron or the uh, who am I thinking of? Um, oh, like Nick host. Cannon. He's just a host, like Nick Cannon kind of thing. He's well, Nick Karen Keegan movie. was a host, but she got to That's... be in Dead Seven. <laughs> See, the crowning achievement. <laughs> I thought that was funny to make. You know, we got oh uh, Joey Fatone stealing the movie as Whiskey Joe. Yeah, he was great yeah. as Whiskey Joe and Chris yeah. Kirkpatrick. You know. If you like acting that is there, well, let's just say award uh, quality, yeah. you'll like it. It's yeah, it, that's a fun movie, Dead Seven. But Finder's Fee is kind of one of these like underrated crime kind of. Well, it's kind of talky. That's the thing. We don't mind. Oh, know, so it's probably like a Tarantino esque influence. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit Tarantino, a little bit kind of David Mamet. Oh, so oh, like, okay, I see. It's more like, hey, you know, we're, we're dudes playing at the poker table, dudes, you know. But in that. Um, but it's actually it's, it's not that bad really um now we're gonna also talk about one you should definitely watch which is diamond men you gotta watch this one this is a really fantastic robert forster performance oh no I, he okay. plays a diamond thief named eddie miller and he kind of helped he he uh puts donnie Wahlberg under his wing and it's a it's an interesting kind of drama thriller you you care obviously robert forster um so I would definitely check this one out. People haven't seen this one. Okay, uh, yeah, see, that's Dim- a good suggestion. Yeah, Diamond Men from 2000. Okay. And I'm going to... Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Um, let's talk about Fastlane. You know, he's in oh, the... Oh, yeah, Fastlane, yeah. which I just yeah. watched. I think you just rewatched. I just rewatched it, and it delivered 22 episodes of The Goods. Yeah, so it's, it's like, a great show. I, we, we've talked about Fastlane, I think, before on the podcast, so I guess we won't spend too much time on that. Okay, but he plays uh, Peter Fastinelli's dad, Ray Ray. Yes, Ray Ray, because yeah. Peter Fastinelli's Van Ray. Van Ray, Van Ray. What, <laughs> what was, did they say his full name? Was was a, it was a Vanguard. It's it not like, Van. It, yeah, wow, geez, what was it? It was something else. Yeah, but it wasn't Van. No. Donovan. But, oh, yeah, Donovan, Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. And so he's in a couple episodes. He's good in every episode. He's very, you know, he's, he's like kind of slick. Like, he's like a slick. And he's con in prison, man. but then he gets he's a con man and he gets out and then he does all sorts of shenanigans and. Yeah, and he kind of uh, 
his his girlfriend's Jenny McCarthy. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to some other things. Um, oh, the grid. Remember? Did you watch this? No. Oh, I thought you did. It was a miniseries. It has Dylan McDermott and. Uh, I remember the grid, but I don't believe I've ever seen the grid. That's not the uh, one. Robert or um, with Dennis Hopper, is it? Wait, what's that one? Oh, you're talking about E Ring. E Ring. Yeah. No, this is no. This is the grid. It was a terrorist thriller miniseries. And it has. Wait, what's the one with Dennis Haysburg? We said we're going to induce vomiting. Oh, <laughs> that's the unit. The unit. See, yeah. I, you know, all the stuff starts to bleed together after a time. I, why can't I think of the other person? Oh, oh, Juliana Margulies. Okay. So I get Juliana Margulies mixed up with Melina Katakaridis. Oh, oh. <laughs> similar hair. Similar hair, similar face. Um, but yeah, it's inter- I thought you watched it during uh, a certain time frame. No, I don't believe I did. Oh, okay. If I did, so, I totally forgot. It's gone. I don't think so. Oh, okay, it's gone. So it's it's good. I mean, he plays kind of like this kind of director, and you know, uh, it's a it's a good role. Also, let's we'll talk briefly about Cleaner, um, where he plays Samuel Jackson's friend Arlo. I did watch Cleaner during yes. that time period. I do remember yeah. that. That's yeah, I, I wish there was more Forster. It's pretty light. You know, he, he only gets one scene. Yeah. Oh. And you did also watch Rise Blood Hunter, right? He's in the beginning. He plays Lloyd. Do you remember this? Yeah. Who had um, Lucy Liu. Yeah, Lucy Liu. And I think in the beginning, Carla Gugino kind of like seduces Robert Forster in the beginning. And it's not a big role for. No, it's, he's writing a pretty light role for old uh, Bob Forster. Um, let's also talk about a couple other things. Okay, so where is it? Oh, here we go. Olympus has fallen. Oh, I've so, that. And he's in the sequel, London has fallen. He plays a general, General Edward Clegg. He's just, he has a couple of good scenes, but he's usually just looking at the screen. Do you remember yeah. this? Well, I mean, this, I mean, those movies are all about Gerard. So. Yeah, that's true. But nice to see him hanging around. Which is oh, of similar course. To Survivor. Uh, but it's the same cast, really, you know. As Ellen says, fallen. You got Robert Forster, you got Dylan McDermott, and Angela Bassett, I think. You remember this one? It's Pierce Brosnan versus Mila Jovovich. Uh, yes. And that wasn't directed by Jeff Probst. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that, you think he would direct a movie called that? Maybe it's just too close to home. So, um, yes, I think I watched this during that same time period. Yeah. So he plays Bill Talbot, Robert Forster. He's just like Mila's friend and. He might pass away. Spoiler. Uh, let's see a couple other ones you can mention. Oh, remember he was on NTSF SDSUV. Uh, I, that that silly Adult Swim program. No, I remember the show. I'm trying to remember. He, it's called in the it's called Unfrozen Agent Man. And uh, so he's like an agent from the '60s who unfreezes to stop a terrorist. So he plays that character. So he's like kind of like a. A swinging kind of like um, who am I thinking of? The '60s spy. In like Flint, thank you. In like Flint, it's very in like Flint, and he's good. Like for the 15 minutes you get of that show, he, he's all over it. He has some good lines. He's it's snappy. She should, hopefully people can check out this episode. It's hard to find that show anymore. So there's no physical media for that show. There's this first season, but Adult Swim DVDs are unbelievably expensive. 
to find and it, uh, not only just to, to buy them, but to find them. I can never find Adult Swim material. Except for Aquatine Hunger Force. Those are plentiful. Yeah, I can find that right now, like at Goodwill or even on the freaking ground. So, <laughs> okay. I think they made another Aquatine Hunger Force movie. Do you still care? No, I haven't cared for years. Did you watch the the one, the other movie from like 15 years ago? No, no. By that time, I Oh, was you, even, you stopped caring back then? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure when you jumped ship. No, it was before that. It was before the movie. Okay. Um, let's see. We can do a couple more. I have to find it. It's going to take a second. Oh, let's talk about... Oh, here, here's a good one. First off, let's talk about The Banker. Oh, The Banker. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned The Banker. Yeah. I, I love The Banker. That's one of the better... If yeah. I was going to rank them personally... You want to rank a couple? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, I do Walking the Edge and The Banker. Just a moment. Okay. I love The Banker. What a movie. Delivers the goods. Yeah, he plays Dan. He's a detective. And uh, prostitutes are getting murdered by Leif Garrett. Makes sense. Because it's about before he's like kind of drunk. He's kind of like in shambles. It's such an underrated movie. I remember watching it on VHS. I was like, "What is this?" Because I, you know, I was like, I watch anything of Forrester. Like the banker. Hmm, what's that? This is great. <laughs> I just remember just highly like enjoying it. Yeah, that's what I remember also. Is this on a, a, a better? Yes, format? I have the Blu-ray. Yep, I have it. Wait, do I have the V? Do I have it? No, I have that weird DVD. It's you have a DVD. Yeah. yeah. I gotta upgrade my copy. Yeah, you should. It's, did you get that at uh, the archive? I believe I did, yes. And was it recently? Because maybe I can get it next time. No, it wasn't recently, but um, they might still have one. Okay. Let's not forget about Jeff Conaway as Cowboy. And, How could we? And Richard Roundtree. Up, uh, for, uh, Richard Roundtree will be an upcoming podcast. Right, because right, he's another guy that played cops in. Many, might, many, many movies. That might be a trickier one, Richard Roundtree, in a way. Because he played cops a lot. Yeah, they all kind of blend together. Yeah, at least with Forster, at least he played like an alien. You know, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, so there's that one. Let's talk about this one that's hard to find, which is... I lost it. Oh, here we go. Checkered Flag. Have you heard of this movie? I don't think I'm familiar with Checkered Flag. It's an unsold TV pilot, but it had Rob Estes from Soak Stockings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it. So, yeah, see ya. It's like, yeah, uh, John Jones went to jail for 25 years. Oh, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah, that was his great catchphrase. Yeah, and he had like a yellow suit on. It's all very silly. So Robert Forster plays Jack Cotton. I always wanted to see this pilot. Because I want to see what happens. Because this is Rob Astley. He's a, he's a race car driver. It seems really silly. <laughs> I'll check uh, your online sources. I've been, I've been checking for checkered flag. It's really difficult. Let's also do a few more. Because um, it's kind of fun to talk about him, you know. Oh, here we go. He's on Stoke Stockings. Oh. So maybe he was a friend of Rob Estes making checkered flag. And he plays Vince Riker in season three, episode five. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Stockings. Well, right? <laughs> well, it's right there. So I can just say that. Um, You've seen every episode of Soapstocking. I sure have. I remember it was an okay role for him. He's kind of, I think he just kind of sits in a hot tub. You know, he kind of played a lot of these sleazy businessmen types in the uh, early 90s. And there's a movie that committed. Have you seen this one? Committed? Has everyone had her grand? No. This one has Jennifer O'Neill, and I think she's in a um, mental hospital. 
No. A nurse is taken hostage by a patient pretending to be a doctor. No, I've never seen that. From 1991. Uh, Robert Forster plays Dr. Desmond. Okay. So, And also Ron Palillo is in it. Oh, Ron Palillo. Where that was uh, Torchy in the Snake Eaters. <laughs> of course, and he's uh, practically from our hometown, or close to that, That's amazing. And also, he, I guess he's an episode of Jake and the Fat Man, Robert Forster. I haven't... Hey, should I watch that show? It's in season five. I, I've it's seen like five of Jake and the Fat Man. I, I don't know. Have you seen any of Jake and the Fat Man? Not from what I remember, no. Okay. I remember being around and being kind of a hit, which I guess it must have been if it made it to season five. How many seasons is Jake? Oh my goodness, wow. 103 episodes, five seasons. That's a lot of Fat Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's, his, what's his name? Who, who? So uh, William Conrad. Uh, you know, Larry Fattington. Basically, yeah. Actually, his name is Jason Locknavar Fat Man McCabe. <laughs> and now you still don't want to see it after hearing that? that? Now that I know that's his full name, I'm very interested. Plus, it also has Joe Penny. Yeah, I know. Jake, Joe Penny was Jake. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was Jake. But then Fat Man was uh, William Conrad. All right, so we'll do a few more. And then we'll a end few more, but we can you know, start wrapping it up, probably. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. So we'll just a, a couple ones I want to mention, which um, outside of Zona... Oh, you didn't see that one? It's an no. amazing cast. It's 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 like a bunch of interconnected kind of stories. And Robert Forster mm-hmm. plays a, a trucker named Odell Parks. Also has Kevin Pollack, Sherilyn Fenn, David Pamer, Penelope Ann Miller, and Meatloaf, and Taj Mahal. <laughs> wow. Is that his real name? <laughs> Taj Mahal. Yeah, the Fat Man. That's his real name. Yeah. Right. So you uh-huh. recommend uh, outside. Outside of Zona, it's only on t- another tape only jet. I'm surprised it never came to DVD. Um, and let's not forget he's in the remake of Psycho. He plays the doctor at the end. Yeah. Have I you have seen the seen remake? That. No, like, I have not. Okay, so the I've seen it, um, because Robert Forster was in it, and mm-hmm. like, it's so unnecessary. And also they play a song by uh, White Zombie, or Rob Zombie, I mean, Living Dead Girl. They played that. That wasn't the original Psycho. <laughs> right. So in case you ever wanted the original to have more uh, Rob Zombie music, I guess. Uh, I, just, I just don't understand. I mean, I guess it's, it's an idea. I mean, it's, but there's no but idea. Yeah, it's an idea. It's someone else's idea. Yeah, it was uh, it was Alfred Hitchcock's idea. Okay, Gus? <laughs> yeah, Gus. <laughs> so on, you Gus. know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, Gus Van Sant. I mean, like, I haven't checked in on him lately. Uh, what's else? Elephant? Did you watch that? No, it's about the school shooting or something. Yeah, and also he made Jerry, I think. It's I've a heard of it. boring movie. Matt Damon, he's like in a desert. I, I, I'm not really a fan of Gus Van Sant, I don't uh, think. I'm trying to think of a movie he's made that I liked. Um, I mean, I'm looking at his quick filmography. Oh, Milk. And then he also made, uh, oh, here we go. Well, Finding Forrester. <laughs> never seen it, never seen it. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> people think the movie's pretty mediocre, but there's one part where Sean Connery says, you're the man now, dog. You know? Yes, I've heard about that, yeah. yeah that's I feel like I don't need to watch it now. I already heard the best part. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, so if we want to go back, oh, it's Gustav Santa Fe's best movie is probably To Die For. Oh, yeah, I like To Die For. I remember liking okay. that. So, and and maybe Drugstore Cowboy. Cal- he did, yeah. So, and, well, Good Will Hunting, eh. 
you know, I, I watched a little bit of that a couple months ago. Like, it's just a bunch of nothing, you know. And then the, there's no lasers like there were supposed to be. It's, you know. <laughs> That's right. There were supposed to be lasers in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and then probably Gus Van Sant's probably the wet blanket that said, hey, guys, no lasers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want lasers. It's supposed to be a – no, we're going to make this about an MIT uh, janitor guy. And then Ben right. Affleck has a strong Boston accent. Right, and then there should have been – that, but then with pew, 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 <laughs> and then lasers <laughs> flying around. Now that's yeah, a movie. That'd be so great. It's like <laughs> Matt Damon's like dodging lasers from like me. Ben Affleck's like an evil like kind of general guy. Like he has a ray gun or something. I, yeah, I he has a ray gun. Robin Williams. <laughs> Williams would be the evil general guy shooting lasers at uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Isn't that the original plot? <laughs> I that is my understanding. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh, wait, we forgot to talk about Acts of Vengeance. Remember that one with uh, An- Antonio Benes? Yeah. Holy fiolis. Uh, Remember Stoic? Oh, Stoic, yeah. He yeah, it's also called Stoic. Yeah, he is. He plays, well, I think, you know, his wife and child died in the movie, uh, Antonio's, and then Robert Ford's like, how could you do this? You're a terrible person. <laughs> He's uh, barely in it. I, I totally <laughs> forgot he was even in that. Well, there's a scene at the uh, cemetery, and he's there, and he plays Chuck, by the way. Wait, didn't we review that for the website? We did, yes. That's what I forgot. That wasn't to on the list of... Oh, well, I forgot to mention during the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, oh, right, we, we uh, reviewed that. We found out it's just okay. It's just okay. Yeah. And let's not forget, he was in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. You know, remember he played Ed? Well, I've never seen Better Call Saul, but I'm trying to remember my Breaking Bad. You have to uh, wait a little bit. And also, he's in the new Twin Peaks, or newer Twin Peaks. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so he, I mean, he's really, just even in the second half of his career, covered a lot of ground. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, so we'll end on um, Vigilante. So let's talk about yeah. Vigilante for a little bit. I rewatched it recently. Oh, you did? What do you think? It's great. It'll, it'll always be great. Again, teamed up with Joe Spinell, one of my favorites. Um, you know, William Lustig has that great 80s, gritty New York atmosphere. Um, Fred Williamson. I mean, I have nothing but nice things to say about We're just lucky to. Have, this is one of these lucky to have movies. Yeah, yeah, we really are. I mean, we talk about that off air all the time, but it's like maybe that could be a podcast too if we're running out of ideas. What are we lucky to have? Yeah, <laughs> because... no, it's true. And if you listen to the commentary, well, I mean, there's now multiple commentaries on the Blu-ray, but they you really come to appreciate how lucky we are to have it because like they had all these production problems and they fought through them all and. Um, they didn't have any money. Like it's just amazing that they even got the movie made and out there. So yeah, we are lucky to have Vigilante, really. So people should watch this if you haven't rewatched it already. Uh, you know, it's from 1983, so that's perfect. Perfect. It, so Robert Forster's on a quest for revenge. Yeah. Put that. The, you know. That's all you need yet. to know. That's yeah. really. It's it's definitely worth a rewatch it if you haven't seen it in a while. I can say from firsthand. No, I can't agree more. So, yeah, you're not safe anymore. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it was a product of its time, you know, when you were Well, yeah. It was, a, it was a war zone. You know, you had the exterminator, one and two, the protector. The annihilators. You know, I don't know if New York, but same idea. Same thing, same kind of. Oh, on the Death Wish series. Yeah, people were scared on the streets back then. So, you know, Eddie Marino, Robert Forster, you know, he has to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's the thing. He's not just some hulking super brute who, you know, is 
you know, killing everyone. It's not like that. He's like a regular no. guy, once again, doing his best under very trying circumstances. Exactly. He was just a blue collar guy. Yes. So, so that's all the forts there we're going to, I guess we can run down. I mean, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I, I think, I, you know, I said I should have ended with this instead of starting with it, but I think you know, he's a good, all, well, just that he's a great all-around actor, likable. Um, you know, you watched, you saw that all these movies just because he was in them. That says something right there. Because he just has the it factor. I mean, like, and like you said, his second half of the career was just big. You know, he just yeah. kept working, kept working. He's in a lot of stuff. You know, shorts, and he just, he loves to work. So, I mean, I mean, that's a real actor, and and there needs to be more actors like him. You know, less pretty boys and these, you know, non-actors that, that are clogging up our DTV screens. We need <laughs> real actors like Robert Ford. I know, but of course, let's meet. Only oh, he, he passed away, just like Tree Williams, just like Ray Stevenson. You know, which really hurt. I mean, uh, I the three Ray of Stevenson. them are gone. Plus all the other people we mentioned in this podcast that have passed away. It's just yeah, yeah, a lot of people passed away in this podcast. Uh, Joe Spinell, you know, Ken Stedman. Because I, I can't believe he's gone. That's a sad. And then and lots of other people. Well, hopefully, so, you know, Kathy Shower is doing okay. You know? Yeah, hopefully, I, I hope so. And Cindy Pass, I'm sure she's. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, so to end on more up note, we have all these great Forrester performances. Yeah, you can just enjoy. Do... You can go back to many times, especially walking the edge of the banker and vigilante. Yeah, just watch um, those three, and also the uh, the one I really recommend, Diamond Men. Or... Right, that's the undiscovered pick of the day. Also, another undiscovered one, which I'll mention real quick, which is um, Magic of Marciano. Uh, he plays like his kind of a kindly father character. He's trying to help like his kids like learn to like uh, what is it here. Um, well, it's like kind of like a uh, family drama about like a mentally ill child, but trying to help him like fly and go on boats and be more accepting. Oh, interesting. It's, I mean, never it, heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's Natasha Kinski also. Oh. It's, a, it, it's a good family drama. Oh, wait, what was that movie you watched? You watched Natasha Kinski. Um, Blind. The Lost. Oh. The what? I thought it was like Blind Terror or something. But uh, Oh, that. Did you watch that yet? No, I watched it. It's, no, it's a Canadian Movie that, uh, she's blind, uh, right? I think so. Yeah. Is she blind or just like there's just it's a blind terror? No, actually, she's not blind. I think she's. she's I knew. I, I thought she wasn't blind. I don't think she's actually blind. No. Oh, okay. It's like blink. Wait, Jennifer eight. Uma Thurman. Is she blind? I, I think she is. Uh, you're talking about putting me on the spot. I, I, I don't. <laughs> we liked blind women. Uh, yeah, blind women were very big at that time. Blind women in peril were very big in the nineties. Yeah, uh, she wasn't blind, but. Uh, a copycat, you know, so going to yeah. Beaver's in trouble. Right. I need to rewatch that on my laser disc. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna hold up. I think. I've I heard, hope so. I think it will. That's my prediction. I, I just remember one really, really stupid part is kind of putting me off on rewatching it. It's. Oh, but it's laser. Saying? You have to watch it on laser. I need to watch my laser. I've, I have to watch Copycat Laser. I need to watch my first night laser. Um, and my chamber, the chamber. Of oh, laser. Lost Highway. Lost Highway and uh, Crash. So I need to be able to do a laser. laser. I think a laser weekend is coming up. <laughs> okay, well, that's, well, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. So anyway, so wrap it up. I, do yeah. you have final thoughts on Well, I'm so happy that, you know, we got to talk about him on this podcast. And he's such an amazing act. Top five for me. Yes, I, and, uh, I think. And him and Joe Spinell to me. And I'm so glad they teamed up a couple times. Cause that's they, amazing. They're my absolute favorite actors of all time. That's perfect. So that's just a nice way to end it. Just watch their movies. Watch, and, watch their body work. Enjoy it. And there's plenty of going. 
Exactly. Just keep. I want you to just keep on watching Robert Forster because you know he's gone. There's a lot to choose from. Yes. All right. So now, on that note, is there anything more you want to say as far as plugs and stuff? Oh, plugs. Um. What did you put on the high action rocks? Oh, okay. I like the how you did that. What was my high action rocks day on the Instagram handle? It was uh, by Chemistry 3, Point of Seduction. Oh, okay. Because you need tapes. And as soon as you watch a tape, you post the tape. I'm going to, you know, that's how close I am. That's how bad I'm doing on watching tapes. I have to watch them and post, you know. But it's still fresh in your mind. So if anyone asks you anything about it, you can easily catch it. That's true. I can talk anything about Bob Sibley, you know. <laughs> Imagine, uh, good. Not Shannon uh, Tweet, but uh, Bob Sibley. Well, no, it's uh, Sherry Shattuck. Oh, oh, that's Sherry Shattuck, right. Yeah, Tweetsters in part four, which I'll get to. Uh, it was it had, that had a subtitle too. I believe it did, but don't ask me. To I don't remember right now. But yeah, so Taxi Rocks is the Instagram handle. Ty Come Up is on the Twitter, and uh, ComeUpReviews.net is the website, which is also on Facebook, and of course the podcast, which is on all podcatchers. Okay, that was well done. Very yeah, succinct. Yeah, nice just dilly dallying. Just get all those plugs out. Yeah, just get the plugs out, man. <laughs> so thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening. I go enjoy. Uh, a Robert Forster movie tonight, and uh, <laughs> yes, I'll do bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> He's like, looks good. <laughs> like, there's no chance.